Welcome to episode 15 of The Inner Entrepreneur. Today, we continue our series on values and outline 13 key questions that will lead you to a clear understanding of your values and give you a powerful tool to design and create the life you were born to live. Welcome to The Inner Entrepreneur, a place where soul meets strategy and passion meets profit. Success in business is more than mastering the external. It's an internal game. Ready to play? Hi, I'm Paul Ryan and welcome to today's episode of The Inner Entrepreneur. If you have already listened to episode 13 and 14, you're going to have a really good understanding of what values are and how they guide your life and how they guide every choice you make. In these episodes, we explored how this understanding can transform your life and why it's so important to use your personal values as a roadmap, as a point of reference for every decision, every choice you make. And today, we're going to take you through a 13-step process that will enable you to clarify your values and get a real understanding of what you truly value and what's actually guiding your life. Dr. John Demartini has created these 13 questions and they will reveal your values to you. I found this to be a really powerful tool. It really catapulted my own understanding of both my values and just how impactful they can be in my life. So I'm really pleased to share them with you. Let's jump on in. So this is how it works. There are 13 questions, and for each question, I want you to write down your top three answers. Now, I'm gonna suggest you don't spend too much time on this. You simply hear the question and immediately write down your top three answers, because you don't want your mind to start playing games on you. You really want to get what's coming right to the top of your head. But what's important is that your answers are based on reality and not fantasy. So we're not fantasizing about what we might like to be our values. We're trying to discover what our real values actually are. So you gotta turn the BS detector on here. Answers without evidence in your life do not qualify. So I wanna talk about the BS detector. Let me give you a little story. About 25 years ago, I was on a five-day retreat. So as part of the program, we were given one afternoon to look at our long-term future. I was about 35 at the time, so I began to look at a plan for what my life would be like when I was 75 years of age. And I created an image of Paul at 75. And Paul at 75 was slim, fit, healthy, supple, strong, and of course, rich. (laughs) I also had great relationships, great friendships, all of these things I described in the life of Paul at 75 years of age. It was actually fun to do, and it was great to look forward 30 years in the future and think that, hey, when I'm 75 years of age, I will be this great guy. But as I was reading through it, I began to look at what I'd written down. Now, I looked at the part of wanting to be rich when I was 75 years of age. I don't think at that stage I would have considered myself rich, but I was in business, I was learning about investing, I was starting a savings program. So although I wasn't already wealthy, I was beginning to move down that road. And if you looked at my behavior, my actions, and compounded that for 30 years, I think it would be reasonable for anyone to say that by the time I got to 75, there was a reasonable expectation that I would be wealthy. At least I had a good chance. Also, when you looked at my relationships with my wife and my children, they were very good. I was putting a lot of time into them. I was prioritizing them. So if you fast forward 30 years and said, will this man have a good relationship with his wife and family? Again, 
I think you could reasonably say, based on Paul's behavior today, fast forward that 30 years, or what's his reality likely to be in when he's 75 years of age in 30 years time? And I think it was realistic to assume, yep, he has good relationships with his family now. He's prioritizing those things. So we can expect he's on the right path. But then I had to take a close look on my health and well-being. I was exercising zero at the time. I was getting a lot of back pain. I would go and do something for a while and I would have to lie down because of back pain. So there was a reality check. In that moment, just saying to myself, hold a sec here, bud. If today at 35 years of age, you are not fit, you are not strong, you are not supple, really, what are the odds of you being in that state of health when you're 75 years of age and the reality pill was swallowed. If I wasn't healthy, fit and supple today, 30 years of aging compounding on top of that, if I continue this behavior, what were my chances of being healthy and fit in 30 years time? Slim to zero. It was a real wake up call because I really had this image of myself as an older man and I liked that image. That's the guy I wanted to be. But I had to have the reality check and go, and maybe the guy you want to be, but it's not the guy you are now. So something's going to have to change. I put down the pen and pad and I walked out of my hotel room for about a 15 minute walk. So I went out and I circled the grounds of the hotel and I committed that every day I was in that hotel, I would get up in the morning walk for 15 minutes and in the evening walk for 15 minutes. So I did that for two or three days. When I returned home, I committed to the same practice. When I went back to my office in Dublin, I realized that there was a beautiful park about five minutes drive from my office. It had always been there. I just paid little attention to it. So I made a commitment every day to drive to the park and walk for 30 minutes. In time, that 30 minutes became 45 minutes and then an hour. A couple of months later, I signed up to run the New York Martin. That required eight months of solid training. During that training, it became very clear that suppleness was an issue. So I returned to a yoga practice and began becoming so much fitter and so much stronger. And my overall health improved. And of course, all of this encouraged me to improve my diet. So now I had a plan that really was a much stronger foundation for the man I wanted to be at 75 years of age. That is maybe 20 years ago. And I think if you look at my life today, you'll see it's full of fitness training. I'm exercising every single day. I don't run anymore, but I ride and I go to the gym and I have a stretch routine every day and I watch my diet. So the BS detector was really, really useful for me at that time. It enabled me to realize that I may have talked about being this really fit, healthy guy at 75, but I wasn't doing what it took to get there. So I changed my behavior. As we're going through these 13 questions, I just want you to be very, very careful of this. Writing down a fantasy, honestly, it's pointless. When you say something is high in your values, and if I was stating that health, fitness, well-being was high in my values, you had to look at your life like I looked at my life and swallow the reality pill and go, hold a sec, does my life demonstrate that? Right now, I can write down my personal well-being has been very high in my values. And when you look at my lifestyle, it demonstrates that. It shows it to be the truth. Back then, when I looked at my day-to-day -day reality, what my life was actually demonstrating, it revealed that my well-being was not high in my values. Thankfully, I was able to change that. So, 
make sure no matter what you put down as a value that your life is actually demonstrating it if your life isn't demonstrating it then let's be honest it's not really a value now a lot of people will put down that they have a value on wealth financial freedom and you might go well hold a sec my life is not demonstrating wealth today my life is not demonstrating financial freedom today so was it wrong to say they're high in my values if I don't actually have them today? Is really, is your life demonstrating the behavior that is taking you towards financial freedom or wealth? And what I mean by that is, have you started a business? Are you working very hard in your career? Are you studying investing? Are you saving? Or have you habits that are more in line with spending all your money? You see, some people don't really want to be wealthy. What they really want are the things that wealth brings. They want the fancy car, the nice house, the travel. They want all those nice things. And so they spend their money on the nice things instead of investing and saving their money in a manner that will make them wealthy or focusing on their career or focusing on their business. So you might be today focusing very much on your business, focusing on your career, studying, investing, saving. So you might have all the good habits that just like my fitness story, and you look at your life and you go, if I compound these habits for the next 10, 15 years, I will become wealthy, I will become financially free. So that's okay, because your life is demonstrating that you value it very highly, even if you haven't already achieved the goal, even if you're not already living that full value of financial freedom. So that's okay, but at least your life today is demonstrating that it's very high in your value because of your behavior. Okay, let's quickly go through these 13 questions. So the best way you could do this would be listen to a question, then pause the podcast and go and write down your answer, write down your top three answers. You may not be in a position where you can do that right now, and that's cool. Listen to the podcast, at least you'll get an understanding of what's going on, and then you can come back to it. But you do need to come back to it and write down those values if you want this to be powerful. Question one, how do you fill your space? Think of this. We all keep things in our space that's really important to us. So, I'm recording this from my home office. And if you look around my home office, you really are going to see my values represented. On the wall are pictures of my wife and my children. So you can see right away, family is really important to me. Behind my desk, you're going to see a row of books. And those books will be finance, investing, spirituality, business, all of the topics I'm passionate about. So when you look at my personal space, you can really see what's important to me. So look to your immediate personal space and it will represent what's important to you. Write down the top three things you notice when you look at your personal space. What are the three high priority items that you almost always have by your side? It's going to be different for us all, but it will reveal what we value. Number two. What do you spend your time on? And what do you always make time for? Look, at, we all make time for things that are, are important to us. And we tend not really to get around to things that aren't important. I always make time for meditation, for exercise, for family, for learning about business and investment. I need no motivation. I need no one driving me or reminding me to do those things. I just do them but I struggle to get around to cooking, (laughs) household stuff, gardening, DIY, because they're just not top of my values, just not top of my priorities. So look at your time, what you spend your time on, what do you 
always make time for. It will be very revealing. The top three things. Question three, what energizes you most? We all have things that fill us with energy and all of things deplete our energy. When something is high in your value, it fills you with energy. And when something is low in your value, it drains your energy. And this happens to us all. So have a close look for the top three things in your life that most fill you with energy. Question four, what do you spend your money on? So you will always find money for the things that you really value. And for me, it has always been on courses or investments or spending money on my family. And yet, if it's something I don't value that highly, I'll be slow to put my hand in my pocket. So look to how you spend your money. Look to the things you always find money for. And that will indicate what your high values are. Look for the three things that you always find money for. Number five, where are you most organized and ordered? We all bring order and organization to the things that are important to us. And we're disordered and things are unimportant to us. I mean, have a look at your life. Where are you most ordered? For me, I'm really ordered with my finances. I'm really ordered with my business. I'm ordered with my health. I'm ordered with my diet. But I'm not so ordered in things like socializing, entertainment. So have a look at your life and see where do you structured and organized and where do you just not give attention to. The three things you're most organized and ordered in will be a guide to your values. Question six, where are you most disciplined? Where are you most reliable? We can all be depended on to be disciplined and reliable when something is high in our values. We won't need motivation, we won't need accountability, and we won't need reminders. We can all be depended to turn up to do something that's high in our values, and we might show up when something is not that important to us. It's a really good and clear signal as to what's important to you. So what three things are you most reliable and disciplined in? Number seven, what do you think about most? Now, I don't mean negative self-talk, not the shoulds and the musts, but the thoughts about how you really want to live your life. And remember, no BS. So things you're thinking about that you really want in your life, but they're already showing up. The seeds are being planted. You can see that these things are showing up in your life. What are the three things that you think about most in your life and are already beginning to show up to some degree? Number eight, what do you visualize most? Again, I don't mean fantasies, but I mean things you visualize, you think about, but are showing up in your life. Everything I have visualized over the years is to some degree demonstrated in my life. That doesn't mean I've achieved everything I've visualized, but it means I'm on the path. I've achieved lots of things that I visualized, and some of them, I'm some of the way there, but they are all showing up in my life because they're not fantasies, because there's something I'm willing to do the hard work and commit. So look at the three things you visualize most. Number nine, what do you have internal dialogue about most? What do you most talk about inside your head? That internal chat. What are you talking to yourself about? And again, not critical stuff, positive stuff, stuff that you want to create in your life. Things you talk about are actually showing up in your life. So think about when you're having an internal conversation, what are you most talking about? Number 10, when you're in a social setting, what do you love to talk to people about? I was at a dinner recently 
I noticed on two particular occasions my attention spiked. Both the conversations fell into the area of personal awareness, personal growth, self-discovery. I mean, that's an area I'm passionate about and I love. And during the evening, with two different people, when the conversation fell into those topics, I could feel my interest spiking. And when we returned to general chit-chat, my interest dropped off. So you may notice that when you're in social settings, your interest peaks at certain things. Is it business? Is it sport? Is it art? Is it wine? Whatever. But when you're having a conversation in a social setting, what piques your interest? Write down the top three things. Number 11, what inspires you most? What are the top three things that inspire you most? What I've noticed in my life, what always inspires me, what gives me that tingling feeling, anyone expressing themselves fully and achieving great things. I love music. And when I would see artists on stage performing to the best, expressing themselves creatively, that always inspired me. So what three things inspire you most? Number 12, what are your three most consistent goals? So what three goals have you been focused on and you're bringing into reality? If it's not showing up in your life right now, it's a fantasy. We spoke about this earlier on. If something's not showing up, you need to switch on the BS detector because it's a fantasy. So you want to talk about the top three goals that you want to create, but it's showing up in your life. And you can see, even if it's only early stages, that they're beginning to come true. You have to look at what your life is demonstrating to know what is really important to you. And finally, question 13. What do you love to learn about and study? We all fill our mind with what matters to us and we tend to ignore things that are unimportant to us. I fill my time studying business, investment, personal development, spirituality. You will never see me with a sports book, a sports magazine in my hand. I was away with a friend of mine a couple of weekends ago and we went into a beautiful bookshop and rambled around for about an hour. I left the bookshop with two books on spirituality and my friend left the bookshop with a magazine on cycling. Because he's a fanatic cyclist. <laughs> I'm fanatical in the pursuit of spiritual things and business things. So it's a really simple way of revealing what's important to you. I went to study what was important to me and he went to study what's important to him. So what are the three things that you love to do and learn about? Let's assume you've done the work, you've taken down the, the 13 questions and beside each question, you've written your top three answers. Now, take a pencil and start circling or underlining items that come up. So I might find that I read about finances. I think about finances. I spend money learning about finances. I buy books on finances. So I could circle finances as one of my values. So you circle all the words that keep coming up again and again, and you'll see themes recurring. So for me, it would be family, health and well-being, personal growth, spiritual development. It would be business and wealth. These are the themes that would continually turn up. So I highlight all of these and I begin to see a pattern emerging. So what you want is the three or four items that are continually coming up. Write those down. And when you write those down, you have your top values. Sometimes people confuse values with goals. I think goals are how we achieve our values. So if wealth 
is one of my values, then business is how I achieve that. And the strategy and the action plan, the goals I set for my business are how I fulfill my values. They're the tools for fulfilling the vision. It's really important that before you start setting goals that you understand what your values are. Very beginning of this podcast, I talked about your values being a roadmap. Well, if you have a roadmap in front of you, you can then set out the road to get there because you know the destination. Your values are your roadmap. They tell you where you need to go and then you choose the destination and the destination may include a series of goals. Second thing I want to say about values is that values do change throughout life. I've been looking at the same values pretty much for about the past 15 years or so. Maybe it's because of my age. But certainly the values I had when I was in my teens or early 20s would be very different to the values I have now when I'm 58 years of age. And maybe those values again will be different when I'm 70. Over the past 20 years, myself and my wife have spent a lot of time building a business and raising a family. Now our values are slightly different. Their three sons are now adults and we've built some degree of wealth and financial independence so we don't have to focus so much on business. We can focus on travel, etc. So your values do shift and change. What's important is that you understand your values. I look at my values all the time to make sure they still resonate. But I have this habit of a long distance flight that I will bring a notepad with me. I will take a blank sheet of paper because when you're in a flight you can sit quietly And I get a sheet of paper and I start from scratch asking myself, what are the things that are really important to me? And I write them down because that reveals my values to me. I always come back to the same values, but that doesn't mean that I don't question them because my values could change. But I just want to keep on top of it and keep understanding it. As always, when we discuss any topic on the inner entrepreneur, we make the point that knowledge without action is useless. You've listened to this podcast, hopefully you've learned something and enjoyed it. But unless you take the time to answer the 13 questions, which are top three answers, and draft that into something that represents your values, and then repeat that practice until you become very, very clear and periodically review your values. You then need to look at how your life is reflecting those values and begin to design a life around fulfilling those values. So understanding values is really not very powerful and impactful unless you take the steps of actually beginning to live a life around your values. And the first step is getting a pen to paper and going through those questions so you really understand your values. So that's all for today's episode. We've now done three episodes on values, 13, 14, and 15. I think we've covered it comprehensively. Feel free to send in any questions, but I hope you leave these episodes with a really good insight on the importance of values and how they can really impact your life. Honestly, if you get to understand your values and design a life around it, your life will change radically. That's my hope for you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Inner Entrepreneur. If you found value in our content, please consider liking, sharing, and subscribing. Until next time, take care.